0: Welcome to Everyday Parables, the podcast all about daily connections to God. This is your host, Cody Hoskisson. Jesus taught in parables, little stories that his listeners could relate to. These stories were usually about things in the daily life of those he taught. In essence, they were and are spiritual object lessons. For several years, I have noticed parallels between common objects or experiences and the journey of spiritual growth on earth. I thought maybe these thoughts could help others. Today we are going in-depth on yeast, and its significance in the Passover feast, and some lessons I have learned by studying these things. Please forgive me for any inaccuracies about the Passover feast or Jewish tradition. Anything I have learned has been from researching on the web and I know I am missing aspects. There are also some things about the history of the feast that I have intentionally left out for the sake of simplicity. You can read more on the websites I linked in the episode notes. Without further ado, let's jump in. Do you know how yeast works? It feeds on the sugars in whatever you are baking, specifically bread. And makes it rise and become fluffy. Bread without yeast is typically dense and is a very important part of the Jewish Passover feast that takes place every year for eight days. More on that in a bit. Do you know how real yeast is made? I don't mean instant yeast or dry yeast that you buy at the store and keep in your fridge. I mean the stuff that people keep on their counter and feed and take care of every day. Large sourdough bakeries have a lump of yeast in a vault that they care for daily and take a little from every day to make their bread. These are called starts or starters. And the starts of some of these bakeries are sometimes more than 50 years old. A bakery I have been to in San Francisco called Boudin Bakery, which I might have said wrong, has a starter that is about 170 years old. This starter is responsible for quite a bit of the flavor of their breads. Starts like this are cultivated, cared for, and carefully maintained. You start by mixing flour with water. The type of flour doesn't matter. Though if you are gluten-free, you should definitely research what has worked well for other people. You let this mixture of flour and water sit on the counter and grow. It will not grow mold. Instead, it will cultivate its own yeast which you will then need to watch. This is the hardest part, and you might fail a couple times before you figure it out. After this, it is simply a matter of feeding it regularly. It will multiply very quickly, and you might end up throwing away some excess, even if you bake bread every day, unless you are running a major bakery. These starts take commitment, and the result is amazing bread. It doesn't even have to be sour if you know the right tricks. This process was used by the Jews from the time they entered Egypt, which I learned from a website I posted in the episode notes. The Egyptians used yeast in their bread to make it rise and not be dense. The yeast made this way was called leaven. Part of the Passover feast includes unleavened bread. Many of us who aren't Jews are familiar with that aspect of the feast. What we aren't usually familiar with is that they also have to remove every bit of leaven from the house before the feast day arrives. This involves scrubbing every surface of the house, and they actually have a tradition on the night before Passover begins of hunting through the house to make sure all the leaven is gone. In the days before dry yeast, this would have been a very big sacrifice. Each family would have cultivated and cared for their leaven. They would have worked hard to bring it to life in the first place, and every year they would have to throw it out and start all over. Throwing out the yeast is symbolic of becoming clean from sin. The fact that it is part of the Passover feast and not just a normal rule for all the time seems to me to be symbolic of the fact that sin will always come back in and we can always choose to be cleansed from it. In focusing on the fact that they cultivated new leaven after the feast, I am going to choose to take a different perspective than that they are intentionally cultivating sin in their lives. I think it could be more like a new year's resolution. A time to reflect on the past year and make goals for how to keep good changes and make plans to change bad habits or sins that they find themselves returning to. Throwing out the old yeast could be a physical action to attach to the bad habits and sins that they are planning to leave behind. Spending the days of the feast eating unleavened bread would be a significant amount of time to spend thinking about what they need to change or keep from the last year, and listening for God or studying the scriptures to help them know what else they need to do to make their plans successful. Once they begin to cultivate their new leaven, that can be a reminder of their plans and symbolic of beginning the work necessary to come closer to God and grow further away from sin. By no means am I trying to replace or disrespect the symbolism present in the traditions already surrounding the Passover feast. I don't even know most of them. I began this journey by learning about making my own starter, or leaven, and discovering that part of the Passover feast involved throwing out the start yearly. I became curious about what symbolism this held and what lessons could be applied to me. The Passover feast was also the last feast, called in Christianity the Last Supper, that Jesus would have been a part of before he atoned for our sins in Gethsemane, making change and cleansing from sin possible, was then crucified, and then rose from the dead, breaking the bands of death. It was the feast where he introduced the sacrament as a way to remember him and renew our covenants, which would have been done with unleavened bread. It was the feast where he washed the feet of his apostles, Right before the feast began, or near the beginning of the feast, he cleansed the temple. It is a feast filled with becoming clean. It is a time in the Bible that is filled with important things that Jesus did, including the most important thing that he did for all of us when he atoned for our sins. Although we do not, as Christians, celebrate the Passover feast, there is much we can learn from it. Thank you for joining me on the Everyday Parables podcast. Changing bad habits and leaving sin behind is possible through Christ. God loves you. See you next time.